Tell your Bibles and turn with me tonight to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. We started a series a couple weeks ago that we titled the series, At His Feet. We've been looking at some different scripture and dealing with being at the feet of Jesus, the feet of our Lord. And this is a very familiar portion of scripture here in Luke chapter 10. If you would please stand for the reading of God's word if you're able to. Luke chapter 10, and we'll begin in verse 38. Luke chapter 10 and verse 38. It says, Now it came to pass as they went that he came, or that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Martha was cumbered about, much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Again, back in verse 39, which is our text, it says, And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Like preaching this message I've titled, Sitting at His Feet. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening. Lord, one of the greatest needs, I believe, Lord, that we could find in our lives is to find ourselves sitting at your feet. Just as Mary did. Lord, I pray that you would just speak to our hearts tonight. Help us to account, help us to look, help us to be open, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts concerning our lives. Lord, that we might draw near to you, Lord, that you might be glorified, but help us to find ourselves at your feet. Lord, I pray that you bless the preaching of thy word. Lord, the song has been sung. And then, Lord, meet with us as we pray. Lord, at the end of the services, Lord, I pray that you'd meet the very needs, Lord, of people and of the ministry. Lord, I pray that you'd just do a great work. And we'll thank you and we'll praise you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. In these verses here, we see the difference, really, between two Christians. And you, as you look at, at these two ladies, both of them love the Lord. I believe that there, there would be no dispute that Martha loved the Lord. And Mary loved the Lord. I don't think that you could dispute the fact either way that, that they didn't love the Lord. They did love the Lord. I believe that both of them followed him and sought to please him. I think that uh, they, was, you know, they were around Jesus much and they both desired to be pleasing unto the Lord. They both desired to serve and to see some great things of the Lord. And they was taken by his, the fact that he was the Son of God. But both did not have the same relationship or anyway the, the same uh, workings within the relationship and walk with the Lord. First of all, look here with me. Martha was cumbered about with much serving. In verse 4 he said, Martha was cumbered about much serving. She was busy. She stayed busy. She was one of those get her done type people. I mean, she's the one that you wanted to have in charge of the fellowship next Sunday. Amen. And she's the one that would have made sure that it got cleaned up afterwards and she would have stayed there till it was all cleaned up and the last light was turned out. 
You'd have found her probably here on the next morning cleaning up uh, and mopping the floors and, and cleaning things out and doing this and doing that and making sure that everything got put away from the night before again. She was a server. She was busy. It says, and he came to him, she came to Jesus here and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? After a while, she began to get burdened down. You know, you can, you can serve and you can do a lot of things, but after a while, you get to looking around and you find somebody over here that they're over there talking and laughing and having a big time and you're over here scrubbing a pot and pans. And the old devil sneaks in. He said, boy, this ain't something good about this picture. Ain't something right about this picture. You're over here working yourself to death. And look at them over there. They're having fun over there. They're laughing. They're not doing anything. Look at all this mess that you got to clean up. And they're over there laughing and joking and having a good time. She comes to Jesus. She says, I don't think I like this picture. She said, why don't you... Don't you care about my sister, how that she left me alone? She said, bid her, therefore, that she help me. Bid her, therefore, she help me. Otherwise, I want you to tell her, to get over here and help me, Lord. I need some help. I'm trying to get everything together, trying to get you a meal on the table, trying to feed all your disciples. Man, you brought Peter in here, and he can eat like a horse. And I'm trying to get something fixed for you. I need some help. And she's cumbered about. She's worried or aggravated. A lot of Christians serve. But they do it out of duty. Not out of love and desire. I'll be honest with you. It's good to have people who will do things out of duty. But that's not the best reason to do it. Not the best reason to do it. That's why I don't quite understand that. Well, would it, do you think if you come up to me and, and said, do you love your wife? And I, what if I said, yeah, but that's my duty. You wouldn't be too impressed with it, would you? You realize that serving the Lord is about love. It's not about duty. It's about our love. Because we love Him. A lot of times what happens is good Christians do things out of duty, not love or desire. A lot of Christians serve just because it needs to be done. And I praise the Lord that they see the need and they get her done because it needs to be done. I, I'm not bad-mouthing that, but that's a worthy character trait. Because we need Christians who will serve the Lord and there's a, there's a work that needs to be done. But there should be something more that stirs our heart to do the work than just because it needs to be done. Just because it needs to be done. You say, well, preacher, I, I mean, it's got to be done. We just got to do it. I understand that. But there should be something greater and deeper that motivates us to do what we do. Not just duty, and not just because it needs to be done. 
And I understand it that sometimes that that's going to kick in and has to be that that way. You see, it got Mary down, or Martha down. It was a burden instead of a joy. When you operate out of duty, when you operate out of, well, it's just got to be done. Somebody's got to do it. Nobody else is doing it, so I'm going to do it. If that is your attitude, you're going to get burdened down. It's going to weight you down. It's going to cause you, now listen to me, it's going to cause you to have a critical spirit about others. It's going to cause you to begin to look at people through a different eyesight because you're doing it for a different reason. It was a job to Martha instead of an opportunity. She was cumbered about much serving, not just a little, but about much serving. Verse 41, Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. And when he talks about thou art careful, he's saying you're worried about many things. And he said you're, it bothers you, you're, you're troubled and you're, you, it, it's, it's eating at you and it's bothering you. Martha, you're letting a lot of things distract you and trouble you. Does any of that fit with you tonight? If you was real honest. So we have the relationship here, and, and I am by no means beating up Martha because Martha loved the Lord. Martha was following the Lord. But Martha had become burdened down because Martha was all about getting the work done because it had to be done. But Mary had chosen the feet of Jesus. Look at verse 39. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Look down verse 42. But one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. You see, she sat at Jesus' feet, and notice what it says, and heard His word. One of the greatest things in a Christian life is to sit at Jesus' feet and hear from Him. And to hear from Him. I understand there's a work that's got to be done, and we'll get into that in a minute. But there comes that point in our lives, every Christian, that we must find ourselves at the feet of Jesus and listening to what He has to say. Instead of cumbered about with all the work and all the things that we think has to be done. My dad used to tell me, he said, you know, he said, you can do things one of two ways. He said, you can do it the easy way or you can do it the hard way. Now, I, I didn't go to college, but I found out one thing. I like doing things the easy way. Uh, I don't know how easy it was. We was trying to get a, a couple of freezers out of a basement yesterday at a house Brian Heather's got, and we was just yanking on that thing and trying to lift on that thing and trying to get them up the outside steps. One of them was full of, I don't even know what it was full of. 
Don't think anybody does anymore. It's been, it's been full of whatever it was for too long. And Hunter called me and said, can you come over and help us? I got over there and they had a, a strap around the thing and they had it at those steps. We, and we took a hold of it and started to lift on. I thought, man, there is no way. Now, those guys might do it, but there's no way that I'm going to be able to lift, on this, lift this thing up. So uh, I said, we got a board or anything to make a little ramp there. And we found a board and got it raised up on that board. I went to the truck, pulled the truck around there and got the chain out of the truck. <laughs> Put the truck four-wheel drive. We run the chain down the, the stair steps and we hooked on that thing. And we finally got it out of there. Of course, half the side of the house came out, but I mean, you know, hey, we got, we got it out of there, amen? No, we, I don't think we lost much of the house. And so we got another one around there, and, and we finally got it out of there. Brian showed up, and I did the hard part. I drove the truck. <laughs> Why, preacher? Because my dad told me there's an easy way and there's a hard way. Let them do the hard way, I'll do the easy way, amen? And so one of the things in our lives as a Christian, many Christians are cumbered about because they're trying to do the work, trying to live the Christian life, trying to do what's right. Martha was trying to do what was right. But there's something that was missing to make it easy and to make it not be a burden, and that was, the first of all, sitting at the feet of Jesus. In your life and my life, we have some choices to make. We can try to do things out of our strength and out of our flesh and out of our ability. Or we can learn to sit at the feet of Jesus and allow Him to do that work in and through us. And it will change our attitude and it will change our spirit and how we look at things that need to be done, that has to be done. And so we find that she sat at the feet of Jesus and she heard His Word, listening to His Word. When's the last time you just sat down and listened to him? Preacher, I'm busy. That's our problem. We live in a busy world. We don't take the time to sit at his feet and hear his word like we should. Well, preacher, we're here tonight. We're listening to the word. And we're here Sunday and, and, and Sunday night. And Yeah, but you know what? There's more than needed than just coming and hearing the preaching or Sunday school teaching. There's a need of us getting alone at His feet. She sat at His feet to be near and in His presence. Well, the whole reason that she sat there, yes, to hear His Word. But she sat there because she wanted to be close. She wanted to be near. She wanted to be close to our sa her Savior. One of the greatest things in your life and my life is, is, is not how many things we think that we've accomplished, but that time that we have spent close and near unto the Lord. The more, the, or the closer that we get, the more that we're able to spend time near Him, the more, believe it or not, that we will get accomplished for Him. And too many times we're trying to do it without that, that, which was needed in our lives. She sat at His feet to be near Him and in His presence. She sat at His feet. Uh, while she sat at, her, at His feet, her heart was drawn closer to Him. I think one of the reasons, I'm not saying that Mary necessarily loved Jesus more than Martha, 
But I'm going to tell you something. There's something about being close to somebody that you love that will touch your heart even more. We can see that in our own relationships. Um, if you're around somebody a lot, it doesn't mean that you love this. Let, let me just, let's, let's just do it this way. If you have a, a, uh, a friend or a relative and you're around them a lot, there's just a, cl- a lot closer. You may have, you, you may have a, a brother and a sister, let's say. And you're around that brother more than you're around that sister. You love both of them. But if you're continually around that brother, let's say, there's generally a closeness there that's a little bit different and a little bit sweeter than it is with that one that you're not around as much. But let's take it to where we are with the Lord. The more that we're around the Lord, the closer our heart gets to Him. The closer that we are to Him, the more that we sit in His presence, the more that we're at His feet, the more that we draw nigh to Him, the closer that we get in our love, our heart becomes more attached to Him. Then when you get up and walk away for a while, there's even more of a, you miss that relationship. You miss being close to them. Take a husband and a wife. They're together all the time. And one of them passes. There's such a void. And that's the way it should be. I think the Lord helps, wants us to understand. That's the way it should be in our lives. We, we get so close to Him, being near to Him, that when, that when we're not in His presence, we long for that presence. We long for that closeness. We long for that fellowship. We long to look in those eyes. We long to hear those words. We long to feel that touch of our master. She had chose to sit at the feet of Jesus. Mary chose that which was, notice what the scripture says, needful. Sitting here tonight, in every one of our lives, it is needful that we sit at the feet of Jesus. It's needed in our lives. There is a need for us to get close to Him. There is a need for us to sit at His feet. There is a need for us for our hearts to be drawn unto Him. There is a need for us to listen to His Word, to listen to Him, to, uh, to zero our hearts and minds upon Him. Mary chose the good part. Not just a part of serving the Lord, but she chose a good part. And I believe that Mary served. I believe that she did do things. I don't think that she was just a sluffer that always set off to the side. No, I think that she did. But this was one of those days that, that uh, she sat down at his feet and she was listening to the word of God. And she was listening and drawing near to him. And she chose the good part. She didn't allow the things to cumber her down and to get her away from what was most important. What's the most important? important thing in your life as far as the Lord. Would it be passing out a gospel track and, and chasing all over this town and putting door hangers on every single door? Now, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll clear this up. Going around and, and putting door hangers on every single door in this town or spending time at His feet? The most important thing would be spending time at His feet because when you get up from there, 
you're going to go put door hangers on those doors. You're going to do it. You're going to do it with a different spirit. And you're going to do it with the right attitude and with a greater desire and with a greater power to see God do something in people's lives. It makes the difference. She chose the needful part. She chose the good part. She chose that which was needful in her life. This good part of sitting at the feet of Jesus is what prepares us for the work that needs to be done. She chose that which would not be taken away. Look at the scripture there. Look at it. Look, look at the verse there. Verse 42 says, But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Martha's fixing a meal. She's got them. She's got that, bed, that bread baking over here. She's got some lamb chops uh, cooking on the fire here. She's stirring up some gravy to put on that over here. And she's got these dishes over here going. And she's got this uh, uh, fixing up. And she's uh, chopping some uh, salad up over here. And she's getting it all together. She's setting the table over here and all this stuff. And she's got it. And boy, she's about to go nuts. And she, she's putting it all together, trying to get it all together. And finally she gets it done. And boy, she man, I've served. And she brings them in. They sit down. They eat. They get up. Up and, and they, they leave and she washes the dishes and she puts it all away. She cleans the pot. She cleans the pan. She, she puts out the fire. She uh, wipes the table down. She, and she plops down in her chair. Oh, about 12 hours, she gets up and has to do it all over again. It didn't last. Mary's sitting at his feet. She hears the word of God that touches her heart that can never be taken away. She looks into the eyes of Jesus Christ, the very Son of God, and the look on his face and the expressions that he makes can never be taken away. She feels the presence of Jehovah God because he's sitting right there. And it can never be taken away. Many of us have been in situations, been in meetings, Preach me, but Ronnie, you know what I'm talking about. Those, I mean, when God comes down, moves, and does some things that you don't see happen very often, but you you see the hand of God move, and guess what? T to the very day, even today, it's still there. God touched our hearts about something in such a powerful way; it's still there. It can't be taken away. We can look back and we can think about some things maybe that, that we did and as far as serving and all those things. And some of that is just, it's gone. It's gone. Mary chose that which couldn't be taken away. Now I believe that there's reward in heaven 
for Martha. But I think there's greater reward in heaven for Mary. Because I believe that she served out of a different compassion, a different love, because she sat at the feet of Jesus. That closeness which we can only find when sitting at the feet of Jesus can never be replaced or taken away. You can go out and knock on a door and do different things, and those are good, and those are right, and that's what, and we should be. Well, if you want to see God really move in that visit, if you want to see the Holy Spirit of God work on people's hearts, sit at the feet of Jesus first, and then go knock on the door. It's amazing how much, how many times, Dustin, over the years, the Lord laid somebody in my heart to go visit, and I, instead of just getting up and going and visiting, spend some time in prayer. Asking God and begging God to bring conviction and a difference that it made in the visit. And then there's been those times that I see somebody and just maybe just go uh, uh, real quickly and, and hadn't bathed it in prayer and, 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 and just didn't seem to be there. Well, I'll tell you what, we need to sit at His feet. It's needful. It's needful. So, what can you find? Sitting at the feet. What did Mary find sitting at the feet of Jesus? Well, we learn of Him and more about Him and His will for our lives. She sat at His feet, it said, and she heard His word. In Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, it says, Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. Learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest... Unto your souls. You see a contrast here. You see that Martha is cumbered about with all the serving. You find Mary sitting here and she's learning of Him. And she is finding rest for her soul. A rest that cannot be replaced by just plain out serving. She'll be rested, she'll be prepared, she'll be ready to go and do the serving because she learned to sit at the feet of Jesus. Learning more of Him doesn't cumber and load you down. It gives you rest. Well, I find Christians today who are just, they, they say, well, I'm just burnt out. Been doing this, doing that, and, and they do. They do a lot and everything. But, hey, listen, one of the best things you can do is remember, hey, listen, uh, sit at His feet, and, and it'll change your perspective. It'll change your outlook. It'll change your desire. It'll change your want. It'll change the reason why you do what you do. It's needful. It's needful. At His feet, not only do we learn more of Him and about Him and find rest, at His feet we find joy and we find peace. Something that Martha was lacking, wasn't she? She wasn't joyful. She was cumbered about it, said she, she was careful, otherwise worried. She, she didn't have joy about what she was doing. Boy, there's been times you walk in, the, in, in some of those fellowships where, where the, the ladies are cooking, and boy, they're talking, they're laughing, and you can see the joy, and they're, they're enjoying what they're doing, enjoying uh, the, all that service. Martha wasn't. 
It was just a straight out duty. She was upset because her sister wasn't helping her. She didn't have any joy and she didn't have any peace. How you know she didn't have any peace, preacher? She went to Jesus, didn't she? She said, why don't you make my sister come help me? Well, I'll tell you what, when you sit at Jesus' feet, you're going to find some joy and you're going to find some peace. The psalmist said in Psalms 116.11, Thou wilt show me the path of life. Notice what it says. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, you have to be close. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Boy, I tell you, we can find that joy. We can find that peace, those pleasures as we sit at the feet of Jesus. It is amazing how many Christians today don't have any, the pleasure of serving God. They, they don't enjoy it. It becomes just duty. Well, I'm saved. That's what I got to do. Well, I can't do this because I'm saved. No, my friend. Hey, listen, my life was changed and I don't want to do that because of uh, what Jesus has taught me and what I've seen in his life and what he did in my life. At his feet, you find strength for the task that's at hand and the work of the Lord. Martha needed some strength. She needed the presence of the Lord. She needed a different understanding of what was going on. She needed something that would keep her from being cumbered about. You know, there's some task in serving the Lord that is so much bigger than our physical abilities can handle. There's some things that, that you look at it and it, uh, in your own strength, in your own abilities is just overwhelming. You look at, boy, I need to witness to this person. I need to talk to this person. I need to change this in my life. I need to help this person do this, and I don't know how to do it. He tells us in Philippians, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. How can you do it through Christ if you're not close to Him? Boy, get at His feet. That's where you get her gassed up. That's what puts a little oomph in your walk, a little spring in your step. Some of you, when you come in here on Wednesday night, Sunday night, you're just dragging her out. <laughs> I know you're tired, and this time of year gets hot, and you come in, the air conditioner's running, and you just want to <laughs> say, so keep it lively, preacher. Keep it lively and definitely keep it short. The fact of it is, is, hey, listen, we need strength in the Lord. Whatever we're facing in this day and time, is, we need the strength of the Lord. But you're going to find that strength not when you're out here flexing your muscles and just trying to serve out of your own power, out of your own strength. You're going to have to bend those muscles. See what I mean? Bend them muscles. Get down there. Get down there at the feet of Jesus and get the strength that you need at the feet of Jesus. You're not going to get it from a how-to book. You're going to find it at the feet of Jesus. You're not going to get it from Oprah Wimpy and, and Dr. Phil and all that bunch. Hey, you're going to have to find it at the feet of Jesus. Strength. When everything seems to be overwhelming, when it seems like you can't go any farther, what do you do, preacher? Get to the feet of Jesus. To find strength for the, for the need that you have and the work that is before you to do and see God do a great and mighty work in your life. So many Christians are like the Martha here. They go to church. 
They love the Lord. They're saved. They're involved. They're busy. But the reality is that they are too busy to sit at the feet of Jesus. We can justify what we do, but the greatest need, he said, the needful thing. He said, Mary has chosen that which is needful. She has chosen the good part to sit at the feet of Jesus. We, like Mary, need to choose the good part. Verse 42 says, But one thing is needful. Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Learning daily to take time at Jesus' feet. Can I tell you that it don't just come natural, does it? You get up in the morning, what do you want to do? Hit the trail. If you're busy all day, you think, boy, when I get home tonight, I'll, I'll spend time in prayer. I'll spend time in the Word. You get home, you're wore out. You throw something up there for a prayer and you're back to bed. You're too busy. We've got to make time. I'm going to tell you something about people's lives. We all make time for what we want to make time for. We all make time for what we want to make time for. And one of the things that we need to make time for is to sit at the feet of Jesus. Learning to take time to sit near Him. The psalmist said, Psalms 46.10, Be still and know that I'm God. It is hard. We live in such a fast-paced world. and we got cell phones on our side so we don't miss anything. We can hook to the, to, to the Wi-Fi or we can hook to whatever, the, the, the Internet. And boy, we can, we can read this. We can look at that, what's going around the world. We get the phone calls. We can text somebody. And we're busy, we're busy, we're busy, we're busy, we're busy, we're busy. One of Satan's greatest tools against Christian today is keeping you so busy that you won't sit at the feet of Jesus. Oh, how we need to sit at the feet of Jesus. Take time. Be still. And listen. The psalmist also said in Psalms 27, 14, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. It takes time to know the Lord. It takes time to sit at His feet. It takes time to be strengthened by the Lord. It takes time to get to His feet and then learn to wait. Today we are in such a rush. Isn't it amazing for years, you know, everybody went inside and they sit down at a, at a table and they made their order and the, 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 the server there, she wrote it all down. She took it back. They made it. They sit there. They visited and everything. They come out with the food and set it there. And now, well, we're, we're in line at McDonald's, Arby's, and any place that's got a drive-through, and we're sitting there, and we're wringing our hands, and we're waiting. And, and I watch people sometimes, they sit there for a while. I watch people make an order at McDonald's or some places, and the line is long, and they sit there for a while, and finally they just pull out and leave. We're in such a hurry. 
And it bleeds over into our spiritual life. That we don't take time to sit at the feet of Jesus. I like to fish. You know I like to fish. One of the best things for every person in this room, get you a pole. Go out and sit beside a lake or a river. Throw that thing out there. Stick that thing down the ground. And just talk to Jesus. Just spend time with Him. Preacher, I don't like fish. Go find you a tree. And sit under that tree. Take you a thermos of good old sweet tea. And sip on that tea. And just talk to Jesus. Preacher, I got allergies. I can't sit under a tree. Then just be like Martha. Find time. Make time. Wait on the Lord. Sit at His feet. Paul said in Philippians 3.10 that I may know Him. That I may know Him. How do you know Him? You've got to get close to Him. And the best place is to get to His feet. The Lord created and saved you for fellowship to learn. And we need to learn to take time to sit at His feet. Meditate on His Word. Open your heart and mind to the Holy Spirit to draw you closer to the Lord. Draw near to the Lord. Draw near to His feet. It will cause you to look up and not beyond. Why? When you're sitting at His feet, you're down there. Come here, White. And you're sitting at his feet. You got to look up. And if he's as tall as White is, you really got to look up. And my friend, when you're looking up, you're not looking beyond. We get so busy, we're looking beyond. Thank you, White. We need to get to his feet. We need to sit there and look up. Begin to look into his face. Listen to his word. Drawing near to him. Draw nigh to God. And he'll draw nigh to thee. You see, we can be a Martha and be cumbered about with the duties of the Christian life and become frustrated and not enjoy what the Lord has for us, not have the power of God in what we are doing. We can do it the hard way or we can do it the easy way. We can become a Mary and choose the good thing that cannot be taken away from us and learn to sit at His feet before we go and serve. Sitting at His feet. So needful in our day and time. Let's bow. Father, we thank you and we love you. We praise you for your wonderful name, your wonderful salvation, the goodness, Lord, that you've shown to us. Lord, may we find a place maybe here tonight at an altar or in our chairs someplace, Lord, and just get down to the feet and look up. And Lord, may we look into that blessed face
and hear you speak. Oh, Lord, may we sit at your feet to draw strength, to love you more, to hear and to learn of you. Oh, there's so much that you want to give us if we'll be at your feet. That which cannot be taken away. Have your will and way in this time of invitation. May you be glorified, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight with your heads bowed?